for Promo Insiders, a podcast from ASI Media that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo, and today we'll be offering a preview of ASI's upcoming Power Summit. To be held virtually on October 13th and 14th, the Power Summit is the premier event for the promotional products industry. Through its education and networking opportunities, the summit offers high-level content to build your promo business strategy delivered by experts from within promo and beyond. Here to fill you in on some of the good stuff about the summit is ASI's Andy Cohen and Michelle Bell. Andy is Senior Vice President of Events, Media, and Marketing Services. Michelle is Vice President of Editorial, Education, and Special Events. Andy and Michelle, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us, Chris. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's um, let's jump into this first question. Everybody always wants to know what's new and what's special. So tell us, what is new and special about this year's Power Summit? Tons and tons of stuff. You know, we have a really great keynote speaker in Richard Montanez, who was the guy who was involved in the um, the launch of Flaming Hot Cheetos. And what a great story he has. You know, he started out as a janitor at Frito-Lay and worked his way up to become a vice president by sheer chutzpah. You know, he took the CEO up on an offer. The CEO said, if anybody has any great ideas, and Richard did, and he called and, and reached out to the CEO and worked his way up the chain at the company and really has a great story as far as leadership, um, building a diverse team, tapping into new markets, dealing with PR issues um, that may come up. So he's he's got a well-rounded um, message for, I think, anybody who'd be coming to the Power Summit. Yeah, Richard, uh, Chris was at one of our shows pre-COVID, one of our in-person shows pre-COVID. Fort Worth, I think, Andy, uh, yeah. I believe it was Fort Worth. Yeah, I think was it just? Oh, it, yeah, it was the uh, it was right it was it was the last it was the last one that I was at. I I remember it distinctly. Yeah, yeah. Fort Worth of nineteen fifty because it feels so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does, right? It may as well have been forty five years ago. Um, but he was uh, he was fantastic there, uh, and just you know casually told his story. Uh, but great marketing tips, great branding tips, um, great like personal entrepreneurial tips. Um, so he's going to share that uh, that same story uh, with the Power Summit audience with some updated things uh, as well, um, and it's uh, it, it should be an engaging uh, engaging start to the Power Summit for sure. Yeah, I th- I think so too. I remember being there in Fort Worth when he spoke, and he was he was such a natural storyteller, and um and and at times he had like some self deprecating humor that was that was good. He was just a very rela- I mean this is. A, very rich, very successful man who is who is eminently relatable. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that'll be a, a highlight for a lot of people. So Richard's the centerpiece. What are some other things, either new, exciting, good things that we could let folks know about? So we're doing some one-on-one Q&As with people in the industry, and we're doing some sessions, especially yours, Chris, that has to do with really hot topics in the industry. I love the fact that we're kicking off the, the whole Power Summit on the first day. Uh, Tim Andrews, our CEO, President and CEO, is going to do a Q&A with the relatively new uh, CEO of Polyconcept, who not that many people know simply because of COVID. He hasn't been able to travel. His name is Neil Ringel, and he's the CEO of Polyconcept Global, so the whole company. And he really has made some interesting decisions for the company, um, some of which have worked, some of which are again, interesting. For example, the fact that he really made the decision not to go into PPE so much. And, you know, that is evidenced by, you know, you look at the company's sales from last year and they they took a hit, but, 
you know, he stands by his decision. So Tim's Q&A with him, I think, will be very interesting as far as what Neil has to say. I've only met Neil once um, and he's a he's a nice, charismatic guy. So I'd be curious what he you know, how he and Tim kind of tackle certain questions. And then your session, Chris, is immediately after on everybody's favorite topic, supply chain. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get into that one in, in, a, in, a, in a little bit. But the Neil interview has me interested, too, because, you know, this is a man who's now at the helm of, of I think it's, they're the fourth largest supplier now in the industry. And, and, and hard goods supplier, for sure. Yeah, and the largest, going to say, the largest hard goods right after, you know, the big three of Sanmar, SNS, and Alpha Broder. So it's someone with quite a bit of sway and, and, and a very significant influence. And, I, and as you said, I think a lot of people are interested to learn more. We're interested to learn more where PCNA is going. Um, you know, amidst all this, I know, I know I am. Um, Andy, for you though, just any other things, maybe we'll ask you this, just that you're looking forward to maybe, just things that you think are going to be particularly cool that you might enjoy or that you think others are really going to be into. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, um, we're on a, a pretty cool uh, uh, online platform um, that allows us to do some networking, uh, you know, allows the audience to do some networking that um, maybe couldn't otherwise be done. So both days, it's a two-day event, as you said, Chris, in the intro, October 13th and 14th. And both days, we have set aside uh, networking times during the agenda. So uh, the first day, we have some group networking. So you can go into five or six different rooms. I think is that is I think it's going to be six. Is that right, Michelle? Correct. Um, six. Yeah. So six rooms that each have a different topic uh, of discussion. We'll have a moderator within each room, but um, you know, so people can pop in and out depending on the the topic of interest to them. Uh, and then the second day we have uh, networking sessions where it's just quick hit one-on-one uh, -on -one networking. So it's a, kind of a, a you know the the virtual world speed dating uh, type approach. Um, so you could you know over the span of a half hour you could uh, meet with a, you know, seven or eight individuals that you may not have had a chance otherwise to meet. Um, so some cool things there. We also have some fun stuff throughout the agenda that'll give people, uh, you know, give people a break from what we have are very serious and important topics, um, but also some some lighter things as well. Um, but overall, the Power Summit usually delivers uh, important tips and advice and planning strategies for how people can approach. Uh, you know, they're planning for the next year. It's a, the Power Summit either in person or virtually uh, is traditionally planned in this like fourth quarter timeframe um, where uh, it's meant to give people ideas on how to strategize and plan for the next year. So um, amidst all the networking and fun, there's obviously some, uh, some serious and important topics uh, that we're going to certainly give people insights on. So I think that there's is just a, a, a good mix for me of, uh, you know, serious and fun and, and networking that'll give people um, uh, lots of opportunities to connect and learn uh, throughout the couple of days. I laughed when you said fun because one of the videos that we're putting together is um, ASI has, has got talent. And I'm telling you right now, I'm using sardonic air quotes because no one is singing like Adele on this thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, ASI has marginal talent. Hey, I will say. has questionable talent. <laughs> yeah, but neither you nor I uh, have any um, talent that we've displayed on those videos. Because so. our talents are conjugating verbs, Andy. <laughs> you can't do that. Come on, there's, there's ways to show that on video. You should have done something. <laughs> I, 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 I did a little... Uh, 
drum thing for that. So yeah, see, you Thank have you for that. Chris is talented. Yes, <laughs> Chris should probably Chris should probably win that contest. That's actual talent. <laughs> well, I think the there's some money involved, so I hope so. Yeah. Oh. And Jake, Jakey has a good talent. Jake Krolik has a good talent. Of Wait, course. What's that? I'm not telling. You gotta watch. You're gonna have to tune into the video. There you go. There's our there's our plug. Okay. There's our All plug. right. Um, the virtual networking, though, Andy. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that everybody mentions about when shows are when shows are virtual is that you're losing out on the social component or the or the networking component. That's so key. And sometimes for a lot of people, maybe even the centerpiece of why they go to an event for those kind of opportunities. So to the extent that's possible in a in a virtual atmosphere, you know, we're, I, we, we're offering that ASI is offering that. So that's definitely something to look forward to. It's not you're you're not just going to sit there and go presentation after presentation. There's going to be those those social components. But of course, we have to have a lot of meat too, right, for this. And that's the one session that I, I know I'm going to be handling is on um, supply chain. And um, anyone listening to this, and certainly you both know that that is the single biggest issue right now um, facing the promote. It's really the umbrella issue, right? Because all other issues seem to stem from from that. And we're going to have a few um, really good supply chain experts on, one from within the promo industry and one from outside the industry to just let everybody know you know, I think people to a degree have an idea of, of the root causes behind behind this, but we're really going to lay it out and make it very plain why the issues are what they are and really emphasizing that this is not a promotional product specific issue. This is a this is a global supply chain issue. You know, I, I think I've said elsewhere when Walmart has supply chain problems and Home Depot has supply chain problems, everybody's having supply chain problems because with their buying power, they could buy their way out of problems and they can't do it. So. It's something that everybody is is contending with. So we'll, we'll yeah, if anybody's you know tried to buy a couch recently, yeah, <laughs> or even the ones they have in the store, or you're anything. not seeing that for like months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Furniture's crazy. Appliances are crazy. Um, it's like Chris said, it's definitely not just promotional products, but it is an issue that everybody has to face. You yeah. know, it's interesting, Chris. You said the overarching issue. I would say secondarily, the issue is staffing, and that's the session that Andy's going to do which which you know i find fascinating you know you look at the numbers and there are there are more jobs right now than people looking for jobs in the us and you know what is going on there and will that continue and i know andy you're going to have an an expert in the in the field of staffing and hr and also somebody from the industry who's done a very good job um as far as finding people keeping them motivated keeping them on staff keeping them engaged which is so important right now yeah, it's it's it is a difficult issue, you know, finding people. Um, uh, there's the the motivation of the people you have, and also the motivation and retention of the people you have, but also the um, you know this the staffing up and the hiring that people are trying to do uh, while the economy is coming back from uh, you know the lull of COVID, so to speak, um, and. People are struggling with it. Uh, you know, employers are definitely struggling with it uh, in just about, you know, every industry. So while we kind of the supply chain, kind of like the supply chain issue, while it's something specifically uh, that promotional products companies are facing, uh, it, they're certainly not alone. I mean, service companies are, are dealing with it in ways that that we probably don't in this industry have to deal with it. Um, you know, it's even more acute in in the restaurant and hospitality industry. Um, but uh, but how companies are facing that and what they can do, you know, sort of more importantly, what they can do to to um, to overcome it uh, is something that we'll certainly discuss. Uh, you know, uh, we're we're going to try to focus on solutions and 
you know, not just not just look at the problem. Obviously, we'll get into and analyze why the problem exists. Um, but uh, what you know, what are the few steps that that industry companies, both suppliers and distributors, can take to to overcome it? Where can they be looking for people? What can they do to attract people? Uh, and uh, you know, how can they kind of to use a cliche, think think outside the box a little bit with their hiring strategies, um, because it's the same approach that you took two years ago, pre-COVID, probably isn't going to work today. Um, so where can you look uh, to hire people that um, that could fit open positions that maybe you wouldn't have looked previously? Uh, so some of those things that that you know will give people ideas on how to overcome the problem uh, will be you know our focus for that for that session for sure. Yeah, and, re- and relatedly. Same thing with supply chain. We're gonna we're gonna talk about like, hey, when might all this start to to normalize in the supply chain? What are some what are suppliers and importing experts doing to to try to navigate this um, situation best po- as good as possible? And of course, what can distributors do to um to kind of best navigate? So there'll, there'll be all those kinds of you know we want to have solutions in there, not to just diagnose the problem. So that's definitely going to be part of it. And Andy, to your point, like labor shortages, that's all impact supply chain too, because if you can't get people in the factories to pack the, the, the shirts and you can't get guys to work the press and the screen printing shop, stuff's not getting made. So it's it, all these issues are, all these issues are intersecting and it's going to be interesting to see, I think to hear all the insights from some of these experts, because you might be able just from hearing, getting all that wealth of perspective, you might be able to formulate as, as an attendee, pretty interesting insights of your own you know draw your own conclusions on where you might be able to find opportunities or, or strategies that you could develop so i think it should be um good stuff but michelle you have um, an interesting session too with some um, first of all i feel like chris i should be tweeting every day have you hugged your supplier today yeah <laughs> yeah that was poor that was poor <laughs> jesus christ like you know uh, but no I, moss I, no moss yeah, it's a, it's it's a really good point though because in some like none of us as consumers want to hear when something can't you can't buy something you know you walk into a store and in they're out of whatever it is you're looking for like you don't want to hear that um, and it's the same thing with distributors and their clients today like they a client places an order and uh, you know it's an order for whatever promotional product you want it to be and and they want they need it two weeks later. Not a, not an insane lead time. It's a bit of a rush, but not insane in historical standards. Today, a distributor could be making that call to to five different suppliers who would usually have inventory and be able to turn that order around no problem. And they can't do it right now. Yeah. It's it is a struggle. So I, I like you can see both sides of the coin. Like you you're kind of making a joke there, hug a supplier, but like it's true. You need like distributors really need to be close with their suppliers and know what their inventory is and know where their levels are so that they can fulfill orders for clients. Cause it's frustrating right now. Uh, you know, and it's, I, I know regular, like I said, regular consumers are having frustrations in, in, in Walmart, not being able to, to get various products. Imagine what it is in this industry. It's, it's that, that, that distributors and suppliers are facing every day. So it's a, it, it is an acute problem. Yeah, and go and to the extent possible, man, go easy on the people working in customer service there because the shortfalls on that side of the business are it's not just production, it's sure. big time there too. And oh. and you know, you have people sometimes responding to five trying to respond to five hundred inquiries a day, you know, at some of the larger suppliers. That's that's kind of insane. So um so we're gonna focus on all that. It's gonna be good stuff that we're gonna jump into. Again, we're gonna try to have some solutions for everybody and real experts who know what's going on and, and how to kind of best navigate it, you know, given what's happening. 
Charlotte, you have an interesting session too, though, right? Did you want to jump into that? Yeah, an answer to your question. Um, the one I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to do a, like a fun rapid fire session with our colleagues, Sarah Lavendusky and Teresa Hagel. And we're each going to take, you know, a topic and do five quick things. So mine, having spoken to a lot of people in the industry during COVID, during the past 19 months, is going to be about leadership, five leadership tips that, you know, I've really kind of watched and I've seen examples of wonderful um, instances of leadership in the industry and then not so much. So from that, would you like to share what those are? <laughs> um, from that, I'm going to glean five topics to share with people. And then, Chris, I'm also going to do a session on the second day. I think it's the second to the last session. We're wrapping up, by the way, with a Q&A from somebody special at ASI. But I have the second to the last session. And I'm going to talk to um, these two young guys that I'm obsessed with, not in a creepy way. Um, from swag.com, the two uh, owners and founders of swag.com. And Chris, as you know, I just did a podcast with them and they have nicely agreed to come back and talk to me about specific case studies that they're going to share um, because they truly run this phenomenal, you know, e-commerce entity that they've kind of cracked the Da Vinci code to it and figured out how to make it work. And it's just, they get all this real time data, like, our colleague Nate would be like beside himself at, at the, the data that they all get in real time, you know, and they're able to see trends and what people are buying and they have a young customer base. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? So they're going to share some case studies with us. So I'm really excited to talk to them. And they're just really just neat, creative, really smart, very fun guys. They're so young. They're like puppies. I mean, honestly, but they're so <laughs> Okay, you better stop or else. It's, I'm, they're not I'm actually way. really looking forward to the wayside. <laughs> it's getting a little creepy now, Michelle, but I am I am looking forward to that session because they are, you know, the word disruptor gets thrown around a lot, and it and honestly, it gets it gets thrown around too much. But but they but you can genuinely apply that to, to them and some of the things that they figured out and things that they're doing because it's it's so it is as you mentioned so tech driven and and so savvy, but but they're really sharp and i this word gets overused too but they have kind of like a like a hip appeal and and, and it, that i think resonates with that younger audience that they're going for and um and it, it, in some sense you could say that they're sort of what the future is starting to look like for, for this industry you know well, so that's 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 what i was going to say people need to listen uh, like to that sort of thing I, you know we're saying that it's it's younger buyers that they've that they're focusing on, and that's true for the moment. But those younger buyers are going to be the buyers for for good, and they're going to have expectations. They buy everything that uh, you know for their home on Amazon, and they have expectations for how you can achieve that. And so they're going to expect that in their business business lives as well, lives as well. That's right. So to not to not listen to that sort of thing is sort of burying your head in the sand, and we don't want any of our audience to do that. Yeah, I, th I think I think you're totally right, and I, I you know, I, I think the fact that the way that technology is coming into play more and more, like yes, we are a relationship industry, but to but to just say that you know to say I'm not going to focus on technology at all or not see what's at least see what's going on there, you're putting yourself you're doing yourself a disservice because there are people who are able to build relationships and build very relatable, but also backed by strong technology. So I think totally. it's going to be a pretty interesting session to learn from and get ideas from. Um, all right, I think we've wet people's appetite for this a bit. Are there some big things before we sign off that you guys just want to emphasize or just, you know, kind of final thoughts on the summit, things you're excited about, things to 
be terrified of, whatever it might be. Yeah, everybody, everybody should make sure to join us and go to asipowersummit.com to register. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great couple of days. Um, you know, it's uh, like we said, it's it's part uh, part tips and strategies and part uh, networking and and a little bit of fun in there as well. And so there's there's really something for everybody. And Andy, how are we ending the whole event? I think we should mention that. <laughs> so we're we're, uh, we're are we doing a Q and A with with Norman Cohn? I believe yeah. it's a Q and A. Yeah. Um, so the chairman of ASI, Norman Cohn, that um, uh, you know, I, I don't think too many people need introduction to. Um, I think he's like the most popular ASI person. You know. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah no doubt. By a lot. Like, walk a show floor with him for for like an hour. You you, you won't go. You won't get like to more than three or four boots because he's he, he, everybody stops him. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we're going to get his uh, we're going to do a one on one interview with him and uh, get his uh, tips, not just on the industry, but in life, too. And, uh, you know, he's led a, a an extremely interesting life for sure. Um, so we're going to hear about that and uh, and where he thinks the industry's headed. He's he's, you know, a soothsayer of sorts. So he's always got predictions and we'll, I'm sure, get into that, too. Yeah, very, very good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to seeing that too, because he's, he's, he's remarkably sharp and remarkably uh, insightful, you know, um, and, and still very much has his finger on the pulse of what's, what's going on. And then, but then also brings a historical perspective as well for his, for how far back his roots go in this industry. So, and as, and, and as you say, you can't help but like him. So like, I, I think that that attracts a lot of people to just listen. So I think he's like an ultimate entrepreneur. And it, you know, when we were still back in the office, he would come in, like send me little notes or come into my office and say, did you see that thing that happened the other day in the promo industry in Japan? And of course I hadn't, but he had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he sees everything. It's truly really amazing. <laughs> All right. Oh, there we go. All right, guys. Um, just uh, I thank you, I guess, for, jo for for joining me. Just any final thoughts, any parting words for anybody? Good. You know, it really is. I, I love the agenda. It's really chock full of, um, as Andy said, fun stuff, interesting stuff, real hardcore strategies that you can take and use. I love the fact that we've broken it up to two days. We surveyed people last year and we listened to what they said, that they would wanted more content but needed more time in their own schedule. So we broke it up into two days from 12 to 4 each day being mindful of people on the West Coast. So I, I love the the breakdown of how we did the sessions on both days. And I think it'll be I think it'll be great and fantastic. Yeah. Come join us. We look forward to uh, to seeing everybody uh, at at the virtual event. Uh, absolutely. Come to network, come to learn. It's all uh, come to get better, basically. Right. So like Andy, that. Michelle, thank slogan. you. Thank you both so much for joining Thanks, me today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you having us.